Welcome back to Brooklyn Chicks. I'm Brenda the Fender. And I'm Raw Dog Shaw. And this is the Real Rated and Raw Experience. So everyone knows Monday was a day of... Um, for me, it was just a day off to, like, lamp around. Well, 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 everyone didn't have a day off, but, uh... Oh, yeah. Sorry about that, man. Sorry about that. Sorry, sorry about those people that had to go to work. That's the only damn good thing about the Monday day off. Yeah, it's just an extra day for me that I could lamp around town, which I did a lot of lamping yesterday. I have to tell you, I went to the mall. I went to... I'll tell you about what else I went. But <laughs> on, on the gram, you know, our, on Twitter, sorry, our, our president came to us and put out a message Christopher Columbus's spirit of determination and adventure has provided inspiration to generations of Americans. On Columbus Day, we honor his remarkable accomplishments as a navigator and celebrate his voyage into the unknown expanse of the Atlantic Ocean. First of all, I'm really surprised, uh, President Trump, that you even know the word determination (laughs) and navigator to put into your Twitter. That surprised me that those words are part of your vocabulary. Uh, But this is just another example of your white supremacy showing his face. Correct. We all be reminded that uh, Christopher Columbus was the one that killed these all these killed these Indians who this was their land. And and made them what? What did he bring us? Thank. Oh, that was even he didn't even bring things. No, he did not. (laughs) Exactly. Those words were the hell they were called. So tell me. What did Christopher Columbus do? Uh, Discover America that allegedly was already here? here? Yeah. That was that already existed. It was here. They just didn't call it America with three K's. Trump with K-K-K. <laughs> that's the only thing I love Christopher Columbus. I mean, come on. Let's be honest. We used to go like Miami Carnival. You used to have an extra day. Yeah, so you book your flight from the Thursday to the Monday. Come back. Tuesday back at work. Yeah, nobody that's, cared about Christopper Columbus. But now who's going to Miami Carnival? Really? Uh, new people. But they even said that um, Christopher, in Columbus, Ohio, they decided yesterday not to celebrate the holiday. Got so it. If the people, the, if the town named after the guy... It's not going to celebrate it. I, I don't know how much I'm going to celebrate a federal holiday. <gasps> and if they take this away, they better give me a day like Juneteenth. Juneteenth. Everybody knows the day we celebrate when the slaves were free. Free, hello. Juneteenth. Juneteenth. For real, we should put in like a uh, what they call it a petition for this stuff and send us around. Unless I get another day. No, of course. But then we won't have any days off in October. Yeah, I don't give a shit. I mean, let's be honest. We have like three days off in November anyway. All right. So we'll see. Federal holidays. Anyway. So yesterday on my day off, I went to Cafe Lula. We talked about this place. You know, this was our check this place in Brooklyn. A while back. A long time. So it's only for the for the for the the loyal listeners. Yeah. They'll we know that. We will know what this place is. You know, they make the best pancakes in the whole world. I mean, even though we did see they come from Aunt Jemima. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know what they do. The Aunt Jemima box that I don't even Aunt Jemima box. come out fluffy and big. Mine usually comes out flat. I don't. I don't know what the difference is. We did. Sure and I were there. We did witness the Aunt Jemima box coming into the building. No judgment on my part. Because we still eat there. So, I took my son and my nephew, uh, which was already a disaster, because by the time we were in the car, I was like, why did I do this? <laughs> I don't need this kind of talky, talky, talky nonsense in this car. And they were just talking, talking, Jeez. talking. I know. She talking. called me, and I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Talk to you later. Talk to you later. Because they were just non-stoppy, rambling about this girl, his woman crush Wednesday. They were just yampering. But anyway, we get to the place. You know, you could barely get a booth at Cafe. They only got two booths. 
this seems to be the perfect time to show up because I got there like about two o'clock. I got a car and there was no way for a table. Oh, great. I get a table while we're sitting there. My son's eating his eggs with fervor. He looks down. He's like, Mom, he digs in the eggs and pulls out a hair. Oh my God. It was in the eggs. So I'm like, you know, all these guys walking around in their, their, their um, what color shirts? So, Pink. Pastel oh, pastel. Shirts. Pastel colors. Like, Hello. Hey. So the guy comes over. I'm like, there was a hair in his eggs. And he's like, You showed it to him? He's like, Let me see. So David, you know, Gives him the 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 hair, and as he gives him the hair, he's like, "Here's the hair," and the guy's looking at it. You know, the first they have it wasn't it was to pass it here to somebody. You know, the hair doesn't pass. You can't fight it. It was a whole drama. But then why the pass it? Just show it. Like I was just scattered it on the plate. Like there's the hair. Ugh. On the edge of the hair was the eggs, so you could see it came out. Ugh. So he goes, "All right, uh, give me the plate. I'll make you another one." I'm like, "Is that it?" He was like, "Well, what else do you want?" I was like. I want a manager. <laughs> I want this meal comped. So my, my, my nephew's like, so my nephew's like, I love going out with my aunt. I knew she was going to ask for a manager. So the manager comes. I didn't even know this guy was a manager. Well, didn't think well he had on a regular guy, pastel. A pastel shirt. So he kind of walked around, came back. Oh. Have you ever seen this manager before? Is he? This is the second time. So I saw okay. the last time I was there too. But I didn't know he was the manager. I just said he was a guy. So he comes over like, oh, um, Someone, one of my, somebody told me to come to this table. I'm what? like, what? He's like, he told me to come here for a reason. I'm like, for the reason like the hair in the in the eggs. Oh yeah, well he did tell me that um he was gonna make the eggs over. I was mm. like, and that's it. So number one, I'm annoyed because you're acting like you didn't know why you came, came over the table. table. Correct. Second, you come to the table and now you're gonna tell me again. Well, we'll make the eggs again. And I just want to let you know, everyone has a hat on back there. I'm like, a hat on. This hair was cooked into Ew. this egg. Ew. And he's like, oh, you know, it's nasty for all of us. Wait, what does that even mean? I was just all right. That's it? He was like, yeah, that's it. I was like, okay, no problem. I ate, you know, I couldn't stop eating my pancakes. But, you know, now it's hyper. <laughs> looking at it every time I would love to eat it to see the little hair. But regardless, uh. while I'm looking, 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 I'm just like, yo, there'll just be no tip today. Uh, oh. I, I, I just don't know what else to say or do here. Correct. And you know, they both got pancakes with eggs and bacon. And when the they both had their own separate pancakes? Yo, my nephew ate both his pancakes. Plus, he was eating, picking up the crumbs on the table, like, like on, on the plate, trying to pick I up could, to eat. Yeah, I could believe your nephew ate that. Because <laughs> he is a chumster. <laughs> <laughs> I believe you, sis. Anyway, when the bill came, and long story short, they go, this is a long story, but they get, when the bill came, uh, they didn't charge me for the eggs and bacon for my son. Oh, they, they didn't? That off the okay, board. okay. They still charge for the pancakes. They just didn't charge for the eggs and bacon. That's reasonable. So I left the tip. I oh. wasn't going to instantly. I was like, and I, I was still debating, should I even leave a real tip? I mean, at the end of the day, it balances out. I mean, he has, but he has to take the chance of you not leaving a tip anyway, although you comped the eggs and bacon. But right. you did, you know. I still did the right thing. But even while yesterday we went to Hagenaz after the Green Acres, he found something in his ice cream. What is going on with your <laughs> son? <laughs> so anyway, you just had um, a great day of uh. That's been the day with my son. I, I thought that was good because I haven't spent the day with him in a long time. So we just kind of spent the day paddling around town, bought him some new sneakers. Uh oh, some fresh new Nikes. You know they are. And I, I, yo, I had to keep them. This guy was trying to pick some Air Force ones with these horrible like felt on the side. I was like, these are whack. Your, your style level is whack. 
It's whack. Gosh, thank goodness you have me. Thank goodness you have me. So, but um, talk about things that are whack. Did you hear about this uh, white woman cop? Um, there was an incident that happened in 2016. Her name is Chevy Holsch. From this happened in Georgia. She claimed that, oh my gosh, she was attacked by a black man. This is America. That a black man shot her. This is what she said. And that he got away. And she did this whole interview talking about, oh, she's so grateful that she come home to her kids at night because she was almost killed by this black man. And of course, you know, during the investigation, they asked her, okay, you know, did you have the dash cam on, you know, your sirens? They asked her questions like, you know, did you have the audio on? She claimed that she did not. And of course, during the investigation, they went through, you know, everything and observed that the dash cam was on and that there was audio that existed. And so they was like, they don't know how, you know, she claimed that she got shot. Maybe she had an additional gun. So there were a lot of uh, faulty information. Correct. But not with the gun that she originally had, with a different gun. So she never revealed that she had another gun. Crazy. And so the reason why we're talking about it now, because this incident happened in 2016, is because now, 2018, she got 15 years in the slammer for her force. I mean, they were very disgusted by this whole story. It was like this whole thing was a ruse and that, you know, they definitely do not encourage this kind of stuff. And she will be treated like a criminal. And And I hope when she gets into jail... They'll know what to do. Unfortunately, not treating people like criminals enough. Brett Kavanaugh. <laughs> realistic folks. I have to tell Let's you, close the loop on this, this one. Is one of the greatest uh, examples of racism in this country. Correct. This man, that woman, when she testified, Ford, Doctor Ford, her testimony was so true. You can understand. <laughs> I don't even know. Compelling. <laughs> it was so compelling, and yet still. These people to stand up and vote against party lines and that Democrat Judas to go to the Republican side to give them the vote they needed to put this man into the Senate. What was it, 51, 49? I'm saying here, when we get to uh, November, you guys better go out and vote and turn this Senate back into a Democratic Senate to get these Republicans out of here. And I tell you, that lady that stood up and made that long 41-minute speech. Oh, yeah. They are. Gunning for her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's in until 2020, from what I understand. Correct. And there's a pact that already says, we've already got $1 million, and anyone that runs against her, we'll give you this money to go against her. That's, that's what I'm talking about. Money, just go against her, and we'll give you this money. money. We're already running this money for you. So now they're looking for a candidate to take this woman down. And are you telling me that they're not like white women? Of course, there's white women in the Republic side that, I mean. That are racist? <sighs> That rather give this man power than to, you know, don't let this story go in vain. This lady came out and said this whole story. And, of course, there's other accusers. But more importantly, this lady was an uneducated woman. You know, I, I don't understand why they didn't even take that into consideration. It's just even like... if she was an uneducated woman, why would it be that somebody comes out now and everybody's so disturbed because she came out at this time? Why did she I think that's before? the issue. They should have went to her therapist and talked to her because she said she told her therapist. Correct. I mean... Hopefully the investigation went through that, but you know it's very difficult it to it's very difficult to go through something that happened so many years ago. Um, and then this damn white supremacist Kelly Cohen. Oh, I was once sexually assaulted. Oh, oh, come on. However, we just can't take what people say, you know, you know, for face value. And it's just like, you know, wow. And you were once sexually assaulted. Can you can you elaborate on that story, Kelly Cohen? So sad. While Bill Cosby's sitting in jail. Correct. I mean, really and truly, poor Bill, 
They can't. They're really trying to get them out. This is our last time talking about Bill. I'm letting you know this, Benda. They're trying to get them out. They're trying to get them out. <laughs> yeah. They will do the peel. They'll go through the process. And then you're going to have jokes on a poor blind man. I feel your pain. Uh, I feel your pain. Another way, you know, oh, look at this white supremacist. Another white supremacist, Melania Trump. Sad days. Sad, sad days. So she's in Africa. Kenya, one of those places. Kenya, going around looking like a white colonist. With the the white hat. Which happened to be Chanel. But we're going around this big hat and telling people, think about what I do versus what I wear. Because people was getting on her for wearing this hat. What do you do? Nancy Reagan said, say no to drugs. Michelle Obama said, let's get fit and not be fat. What do you do, Melania? Please. Tell us. What to do? What do you? Because what, what was she doing? There? What was she doing there? You saw her sit in the car. What? I, I still don't know. Nothing. And even there was a point where they were dancing. The kids were like around her doing like a little freaking dance. <laughs> you know they should they should really not do that. I'm sorry. With her collarless hat looking down in front of them, they said it looked more like a fashion show. And her husband told her she's really representing America well. Come on. <laughs> As you are, Trump. What is going crazy? Like, are you kidding me? What did she do? But let me see how did she, she bring clean water. Did she bring clothes? Did she some of the Chanel that she was wearing? Nothing. Nothing. Tell me what, what did she do? But that's the thing. It's like that was her opportunity. You know, that was her opportunity to for people to talk about her fashion, for her to say, listen. Don't look at what I wear. Look at what I do. And this is what I have done. This is what I'm currently doing. She didn't even say that. It was just like, look at what I do. <laughs> and I do something good. Thank you, Mike. I'm so disappointed. In you. Disappointed. I tell you. I tell you. Disappointed. Another thing that's disappointing. Did you see this video? This white couple have an adopted child. They decided to do a photo shoot, but in a cotton field. Oh, and her hair looks straight. Oh, my mm-hmm. gosh. You know what? It's crazy because, and I, th- I believe this happened in Alabama. While my husband and I were driving in Alabama when I went on vacation, we had seen it. He was like, oh, my God, there goes a cotton field. Even when he said it, I felt a way like, yo, why does a cotton field, yo? But I'm like, yo, we still need cotton. <laughs> it was like, duh, there's still cotton. But to hear that people are doing photo shoots in the cotton field, that is just straight up and down disrespectful. And these are people who decided to adopt this child. And this is why we need to adopt our own. With these white people should not be adopting our black children. Pause for a cause, you. You pause for a freaking cause. Because you don't want to adopt a dog, Paulus. I already have a dog, sis. Yes, you would not adopt another. I would adopt, this, God forbid, I ain't going to lie. <laughs> He kicks it. That's it. She's not going to be like... I have responsibility issues. We're not talking about me. We're talking about people who actually want children and are unable to have children, and they should be able to adopt their own. Yeah, they do. You know who they adopt? Chinese. Because they're going to be smart. <laughs> and that's what they do. I don't understand why do white people think they can adopt black children? They're saving the world when they do this kind of shit. Why not adopt your freaking own? Uh, what are they going to teach a black child about values? Kids. You know this kid is gonna grow up cooted. She's gonna grow up cooted as hell. Poor child. Are you are you done? I didn't get to the part. Anyway, 
this is from Forever Sunshine Photography. And I did some diligent research this, mo- this morning trying to figure out who the hell is responsible for this kind of shit. But I was not confirmed in my research. So I don't want to bring out people's names and all that kind of jazz. But I will continue. The but you should do <laughs> But you yourself research this shit. But anyway, it's called Forever Sunshine Photography, where this lady has tons of pictures. And again, I'm not sure if this is the actual lady because there could be a couple of business school for Forever Sunshine Photography. But this shit really grows my gears this morning. Grind the gears. That sounds good. Girl. <laughs> Yo, what about this poor hurricane in Haiti? Oh. Yo, so sad. Yo, Haiti, Haiti. stay getting it, yo. I'm so sad for you. Sad. I mean, I didn't hear any... But prior to this happening, I didn't hear about it. So I don't know. Was there? Did you hear about this? Like how they talk about all the other, yeah, like this I, I category? I didn't hear about it. I didn't hear, but I, I don't really watch the news or anything like that. But they got hit by a 5.2 quake um, 8 p.m. Uh, BC, I don't know what that means. BCT, some kind of standard time or something like that. Black standard time. <laughs> Black colored time. <laughs> uh, uh, 50 miles from Port-au-Prince. Um, really? It was sad. So, and, and how many people died? How much? Yeah. 15 people died. Oh, at least eight people died. Um, sad. Sad, man. So sad. It's like this country cannot get a break. No, I think it was 15 altogether. They can't get a break. They can't get a break. I bet you people still living in tents over there. Sad, man. Sad. I mean, but I have... Uh, What's up with the infrastructure over there? Look at that earthquake they had in Trinidad the other day. And all you saw was a little crack. So my family was like, yeah, man, we all right. Don't worry about that. Yeah, what's up with People, cars. Cracks, yes. cracks here. But, it wasn't that little. But the people was all right. In one of those restaurants, all the windows, all the Massey stores, all the windows had busted out. I mean, what, people yeah, were fine, people is it? No fine. major casualties. I mean, I would like to. I mean, I visited Haiti. I mean, the other, the northern part. I think it's called Labadee. But I didn't get on a cruise. I'm assuming. Well, you would have. Whoa, 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 sis! You You don't know where I go and why I go. Okay. You You are accurate this time around. I know you didn't just get on a plane like, hey, I'm headed down to Haiti. But I would go if I had a a close Haitian friend, which I once upon a time did. But screw the whore that she came from and screw her because I don't touch anymore. But but I would have went if she was in touch with her Haitian culture because she was not. She she had never been. She was attached to her culture. This is all Caribbean people. I won't say she, my culture, her culture. But I would have went if she was in touch. Like I would go with any friend back to their country, wherever they're from, to just explore different cultures. But she wasn't one of those, unfortunately. And, you know, I know people who still go back to, to Haiti. My old neighbor, they go back there like three times a year. They love it. But, I mean, I'm going to have to have a conversation with them. I don't know what goes on there. but And I, my homeboy actually is going there the next couple of weeks for like a long week. And I'm like, are you really going there to Haiti to visit? Or, But he said he has a business venture that he wants well, to do in Haiti. They're all doing. They're all trying to do business ventures so, with trucks and stuff like that to help with the development. Well, yeah, help with that. Mm-mm-mm. Sad. <sighs> Sad, man. How getting our prayers? Yes. Um... I was looking at, you know, I'm, I'm never on Facebook, but I saw a Facebook question. You know, I'm not, never on these social media outlets, but I always seem to be in the end, people. <laughs> <laughs> but there was this question that this, uh, I guess, a female had posted. She said, the guy that I'm pregnant for is in a relationship with a new girl who I've never met. So yeah, I understand that. She's pregnant for a guy who's now in a different relationship. So they broke up and he got with somebody else. Well, they might have a one night stand. So know? now the new chick wants to be at the hospital the whole time with him while I'm having my baby. 
Should I allow her to come in the delivery room or should she stay in the waiting room the whole entire time? How about she stays home? What's, what's your thoughts? How about she stays I thought home? This question was so... Artist. I thought this was so freaking ridiculous that, yo, just nine months ago you was in this poom poom and now you have some other chick. <laughs> and now you try to bring the next chick. Like, I don't even know why a chick would even want to come. I would not want to be there. Like, if you said, listen, I mean, kudos to him that he even told the new chick that he got somebody pregnant because he really didn't have to tell her that. You only, it's only nine months, bro. <laughs> I don't know. If I'm dating a new chick, I don't know if I'm really telling her that I got some chick pregnant because she might not be there that long. <laughs> but, My confession. Neither here nor there. You told her you have this chick pregnant and now you want to bring her to the hospital while, you're, while the other girl is having the baby? Absolutely. No not. fucking thanks. <laughs> Keep your congrats from a distance. So I don't know what responses she got. I'm sure many people were just like, oh, hell no. But for her to even post this question, she's too damn lenient for me. And hence why he's with the next chick. Yikes. So I read this. When you're talking about people having kids, did did you read this article about this man that has 44, he's a sperm donor. Oh. And so far, 44 siblings and counting. Exist. Basically, what's happening is people that are being born by artificial insemination or by someone else's sperm donors are basically putting their DNA on websites so that they can all find their siblings. And, you know, this man has, um, they call them their DNA in-laws and their sister moms and especially people like donor siblings uh, use different words. (sighs) because they both have a baby from Spoon. They were donor number 2757. He's a bestseller. And over the years, he has at least 29 girls and 16 boys. And they range in age from 1 to 21, living in eight states and four countries. Um, and this girl, Arroyo, she's on a quest to meet them all. What, her uh, siblings? Yeah, oh, come on. Chronicling her journey on Instagram. She has to use an Excel spreadsheet to keep them straight. Um, she says, we have a connection no. What can that okay? Because they're the same sperm. But my thing is this: like, I don't know what this guy's agreement with these females were. None. That he dropped it off at the sperm donors bank. So why do they even want any contact? Isn't there some kind of clause there? Like you're not supposed to try to contact the the father. No child support. Isn't that how it's supposed to be? All these things written down in the contract and you sign. This reminds me of that story with that guy. And um, it's weird because um. My husband worked with the brother of the person that was doing this. And he would just, anybody that comes, he will, you know, let them, he would have their baby. He would, uh, but he, he had sex with a few of them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, this is a Jewish guy. His family disowned him because they were like, oh, hell no. Um, I think he had did like an interview when he, I think he was like in Israel or one of those places. And he was like, listen, this is what I do. Like, I, I want to give um, people children who are unable to have, you know, unable to have children. And this is different ver- variety of women. Who lives in the projects? Who who's a lawyer? It was different women who basically came to him for help, and he helped them out. Like, hey, I'm just giving a gift. Unfortunately, the gift of sperm with no cash. Unfortunately, it didn't work out with, with all of them. Sperm with no cash. <laughs> <laughs> gift that keeps on giving. But listen, I am seriously thinking about donating my eggs. I mean, I don't know who would want them, but I'm gonna do some research. You get good money for eggs. But, but so my cousin was telling me this. But the thing about it is, don't they want like certain kind of eggs? Like, yeah, they want a, a, eggs of an IQ three point five. Oh. That ain't me. <laughs> well, first of all, is it a three point five IQ? I, I don't know. I thought it was like one fifty. Oh. I don't know. The second, they 
like it. That's what I said. I said, who the hell was it? But somebody might want a chocolate baby or a mulatto baby. Yeah. Listen, I mean, I guess it's worth a try looking into it. Yeah, but it's like 25000 Who pays for that? <laughs> oh, oh, oh. To you. They will have to see they my eggs being very valuable. See my eggs are valuable, though. Just like you. Yeah. No. Yeah, that's what you like, damn! <laughs> my eggs are valuable, though. It is. <laughs> Holla at me. If anybody knows any information on this, let me know. I'm going to do my own research. They were saying that they even went back to the FDA because they're, they're petitioning the FDA to say, you need to put some restraints regulation. on this and regulations. You can't just let people keep having kids all over the place. Oh, why? We see it all the time in our freaking communities. People. <laughs> Come on. But... Um, America has none. Canada has none. But like places like the Netherlands, you can only give to 25 families. What about China? Germany, 15 families. Denmark, 12 families. Britain, 10 families. New Zealand, 10 families. China, five pregnancies. If it works, it works. If it doesn't, you're out of luck. Hong Kong, three. Taiwan, you could only do it once. But America. The land of the free. The land of the free. Just keep going. Maybe 25 offspring for a population of 800,000 people. You're gonna put uh, a problem is too. You could run into one of these people, have a baby with them, don't even know you're related. Have a baby by me, Guess girl, what? be a millionaire. The kid will come out like retarded. Can we, retarded. No, they do not use that word as mentally, mentally challenged. Ill, sorry. Gosh, come on, Benda. I'm sorry. Gosh. I'm sorry. So, I am not the biggest uh, Steve Harvey fan. And as we all know, because he was Bad cooning food. in these streets with the whole Trump situation. Yeah, he said a couple of things, which I thought was inappropriate. I mean, yeah, he got about 15 shows out right now. So I guess he's winning. Hashtag but winning. Um, someone had sent me this video of you know from his show where a lady got up. I mean, an older lady. She was saying that she was single for 17 years. Can we say drought? <laughs> <laughs> But she was saying that recently, she's been on these dating sites, and she was saying that recently, um, she's read things where they say on your first date, a woman should offer to split the bill. You know, when I, I was like, what? And she asked Steve Harvey if that's okay. And guess what? I don't understand anything Steve Harvey says, especially with his whole book with think like a woman, act like a man. Act like a man. Yeah. <laughs> think, act like a woman. Think like a man. man. Got it. Yes. <laughs> And then it was, you know, giving women guidelines of when to get the first kiss and when to open the box. Listen, whatever, Steve Harvey. But in this instance, I actually agree with him. And when the lady asked that question, like, you know, should I offer the split? You know, someone said that mostly men will appreciate it and they will not take it. They will not take it 50%. However, it had backfired on her a few times where she offered and she actually paid. What? So he was like, absolutely not. Don't she was. Don't offer on the first date. And I, I definitely agree. If you're going to date somebody, so you meet someone and they say, hey, let's go out. You all right there, Benda? <laughs> if a guy says, hey, you know what, uh, let's go out. Let's go, you know, meet up or whatever. Um, You should be able, he should be able to pay the bill, all parts of the bill. Because there was also this incident where somebody said, oh, yeah, you pay for parking and I'll pay for the move. No, you're not going to split what I'm going to pay for. You offered to actually take me out. You need to pay, be prepared to pay for everything. I don't care if the night costs $500. You're going to pay for the first date. The the question, because she was like on an online website, like an online dating app. And you know, when I was doing online, I've shared with you podcast family, I did the online date. When I was doing it, you know, I was very hypersensitive as to how, how this building was arranged. Like, I didn't want anybody, like, coming in and trying to shout me out. You know, you always have your mad and your vex money. You always have your vex money. But... <laughs> always got to have vex money. But even if it wasn't about the vex money, I just didn't want, 
like to be in a situation where I felt uncomfortable with the person in front of me asking me for money or, or telling me, oh, let's split the bill. So, you know, I did go out with this younger guy. And when I did go out, he was like, oh, maybe you could drop the tip. And I was just like, no, I don't have cash. <laughs> with no qualms about it. Uh, sorry, I didn't. And, you know, we went out like three times. And two, the first time, we only had drinks. And I only had one drink. This is a young guy that we talked about in the previous episode with the age difference. So this is somebody else. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, is that right? Um, the first time, he paid for the drink. Because I only had one drink when we went out the first time we met. The second time we went out to eat, he asked me to leave the tip. I said no. And when we went out the third time again for drinks, he asked me again, do you want to leave the tip? And I said, no, put it on the bill. So. <laughs> yeah, I can lie. This is gangster. No. Put it on the bill. No, I'm not. I, no. I don't have cash. I'm not doing it. I mean, anybody that knows me knows I never have cash ever. So to tell me something like that on a drink that costs what? Come on. $11 a pop? Yeah. Mind you, the last time we went out. It was like, oh, there should be a place that has a happy hour drink. Let's look for some happy hour drinks. No, you should do that before like, we met up. Bro, bro, even if we find a happy hour drink, I can guarantee you, my drink will not be on happy hour special. Unless you're going to a spot called Sport. Shorties or Sporties, sure, yo. Shorties, yeah. They got top shelf liquor. Yep, and then the, those fries. And the fries. But we digress. Yeah. <laughs> so... <laughs> So, I mean, talking about this, I mean, and you just mentioned in terms of when you do an online day and you feel some kind of, you feel obligated because it was just an online, it's not like this person, but this person still seeks you out. It is. They did. Maybe they saw, or you could have sought them out. You could have been the one that dropped the message first saying, hey, I liked you on, on pop. P-O-F, Jesus Christ. <laughs> you could have made the message, but this person did holler at me first. And I, and I even told a person to their face, I said, I was not going to respond. The only reason why I responded, because I could see the guy look young, was because he was standing in front of a picture of my favorite alcoholic beverage, which was Jameson. And I said, this must be a sign. I'll respond. And that's why I responded. So, I mean, do you think it matters who initiated a date? Like, did this guy initiate this date the three times you guys went out? Yes. See? He always asks me to go out. Like, you know, he always say, oh, when am I going to see you? Always that question. When am I going to see you? When am I going to see you? Well, because you're not asking you? those questions. Nah. You know, I feel a little uncomfortable with the younger man thing. But but also, um, too, I do think you should be upfront with this guy and say, listen, oh, you should have been upfront with this guy and been like, listen, this is not going to work. I'm just not comfortable with the age yeah, difference and call it a day. You know, so the waste of your time. For me, I usually just like the water to just boil out the pot on its own. Just let it boil until <laughs> it gets to the end. So it's like mad crusty at the bottom. Like, <laughs> And then you know that way. You can't put water back in that pot. Bender doesn't like, you know, confrontation or she has to address things up front. And sometimes she just needs to. I mean, I don't know. I don't. I know. I know I'm bad on this, but definitely. I just don't like to be like, hey, don't call it a lot. And you don't have to. It doesn't have to be that way. It could be like, you know. Just block them. They'll never know you did. Just block them. Because if you don't want to address it. You don't know they're trying to reach you that's why they made the block feature for people who cannot be upfront with people and say listen don't call me <laughs> I mean that too but the people that you like listen don't really call me anymore but I don't want to be mean about it block that's what so they that's have it for the whole purpose of the conversation if someone takes you out and they ask you to go Dutch is this something you're willing to do what about years from now like you know you and your husband are still dating and as you and your husband go out would you think about it? I remember you told me. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. My first one. Well, my first, um, I, I'm assuming you're going to tell this story about the first time him, him and I went out. Yeah, well, you can tell. It's just so I, <laughs> I stopped talking. He's not bothered. But um, 
you know, I don't want to tell all my stories. But um, the, the first, but yeah, the first time we went out, it was a situation where I initiated, like, yo, let's go. I think we were both working like on a Saturday, like overtime or something. I was like, yo, let's you know meet up at so and so, and he came out. And I, I don't want to be, um, I don't want to misspeak and say something that, that happened that didn't happen. But I do recall, and I to- I told him, I'm like, listen, I recall that, you know, you didn't. I think it was. So being that I said, hey, let's meet up or whatever, I think either we either went Dutch or either um, I paid, either or. I'm not sure of the exact. I don't want to lie. But I know it wasn't a traditional situation because I remembered that it wasn't traditional. However. And then married folks, it worked out. So just works. <laughs> no, I, I'm not going to say that, though. It I think if a woman initiates it, this is my, my rule. If a woman initiates it, hey, let's go, be prepared to pay. And if the guy doesn't offer, I ain't gonna lie, I might give him a little side eye, like, okay, let's see what happens the next time. So last week I told the cast that I have a boyfriend, right? Woo! Have a boyfriend. Um, when Shaw sent me the video, we were getting ready to go out. We were out at a restaurant, not a real restaurant. I felt like eating Olive Garden. Everybody loves that salad. So we were at Olive Garden getting some salad and, and breadsticks. And while we were there, I kind of, we were waiting for the table. And, you know, you cannot wait at Olive Garden for more than 10 minutes. If it's more than a 10-minute wait, I'm out of here. So, so forget it. Mm-hmm. We were like, um, hurry up, let's, you know, we'll get this. But the video came in, and we started watching it. And his thoughts to me, his, he turned to me like, well, what happens if the guy's broke? I'm like, then... Don't take me out. Don't offer. There's no offer. There's no, there's no us getting together. Got it. You want to get in here, you got to have cash to play. <laughs> no, pay, no cash, you got to pay to play. You gotta have you got money to walk into the door. So if you don't have money, maybe you should not be considering dating. Maybe you should be considering. Very true. Because some people. Your life right. Exactly. Because there's times in your life where you just cannot afford to date. That's the bottom line. Oh, because you got a penis swinging around doesn't mean that you should be getting ass. That's the bottom line. You need to. <laughs> <laughs> you need to really make sure that you're in a decent financial situation when you could take a girl out, especially on the first date, and pay for everything. You know, you understand people go through lows, ups and downs. And yeah, but not in the beginning. I don't want to see it downs in the beginning. Spare me. Because you know the thing about it is you understand. But even still, I believe like if I go out and we're going to do something that's like a two or three part date, I don't mind paying a part of a date. Correct. So we're going to the movies and we're going out to dinner. I'll pay for the movies. You know. That doesn't mean all in the popcorn and all that coutrementes and all that other crap. Because you're not going to do it out the movies. But, but regardless, you do... The, one person does one part, one person does another part. And that kind of makes it fair. It wouldn't be fair unless you were dating somebody that was really uber rich that could just say, like, oh, we're going out. Because then how often can you really go out? And I would rather go out more often and kind of chip in than you can't go out. And we'll be sitting in the house kind of looking at each other like... Correct. And I think these things, this rule of thumb goes if you're hanging out with your friends too. Like if you're all going on vacation, you know, for example, you know, you go on vacation with your friends. Like one time at the bar, I might say, okay, I got this today. The next time, be prepared that someone else is going to say, hey, don't worry, I got this. Or just kind of consider play others that play off of each other that you're going to pay and you're going to treat someone. That's fine. And you expect the same thing. Yeah. You know? Well, maybe you don't because you can't really expect things from people. Can't trust people, and that's when you know no more vacations with this chick. That's how I do. One time they want to offer, <laughs> not even one. <laughs> not even one time you want to give me something. Oh, Come on, but I mean, really and truly, I, I I don't want it to say that we don't have a stigma as women and men. You know, we want to hear your opinion too. If you want a woman that's like Steve Harvey was very adamant here. Yeah, he was. If you're expecting as a man for your woman to give a portion of the money. You're, you're not, not a man. Not a man. 
that's that's the bottom line. And again, he said in, they say uh, it'll be appreciated. Yeah, appreciated. Say, oh, okay, that means this girl is not like you know, uh, I don't know, it's a gold digger or whatever. She has decent intentions, but yo, I'll pay. I'll, I got this. And so I don't he, think that makes her a gold digger though. To me, a gold digger is somebody that's trying to, to holler at you to get stuff, not to eat. Food ain't nothing. You can't trick with somebody with food. Like, like we go to a fancy restaurant, it's still food. That's it. Well, yeah. That's it. When you finish, it's going to go on the toilet. Like, you buy me diamonds. <laughs> Birthday. Birthday's coming up. Diamonds as she was. No, I mean, come on. I don't think it's tricky, but I agree with Steve Harvey. I usually don't. I don't agree with this facial hair on your face looking great either. I think it covers up his big lip just a tad bit, but maybe not. But, right. you know, just to finalize, so I mean, so we're agreeing. I mean, Brenda and I are agreeing that the first dates, I don't think someone should even offer. Yeah. You know, and you know, people do this whole independent woman. Listen, I'm an independent woman. I'm all of that. But yeah, I want somebody to trick on me at times. And I'll offer at times. But most of the time, if we're going out, we're going to a concert, we're going somewhere, you need to be prepared to fulfill the bill. And if I feel like it, if my pockets would allow, then I would offer. But you don't want to get into this um, into this habit of always paying for things. And that's how people also, too, the first day, you kind of feel, feeling somebody out. And Shorty goes, oh, I'm going to pay the bill. And he'd be like, nah, I'm good. Check, no, I'll pay the bill. He'd probably be like, all right, this chick. She's trick. Tricking. It ain't tricking. So, chicken if you got it. That's what they say. So you don't you don't want to give somebody a false uh, you know thought about you that you're tricking on them or that you're trying to buy them off, especially during the first date. But I do think you need to be compassionate to people's situations. And the problem Correct. is though, you know, when you meet somebody and your plan is to make a long term, and I think I was telling him this this weekend, if your plan is to make a long term plan with this person, regardless of your financial state, that's something that needs to be taken into account. Two broke people can't live together in one house. How you gonna pay your phone bill? How you gonna pay for the light? I mean, damn, isn't it about love? Yeah, damn love it, man. Love. love don't mean a thing. <laughs> I mean, so on this topic, <laughs> splitting the bill. Can we stop with the things? So on this topic, splitting the bill, uh, again, Ben and I. No. Hell to the no. Don't offer shit. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Segment. Uh, segment. Uh, call Caribbean Corner. As you both know, or as you all know, both, like, there's only two of you out there listening. <laughs> I hope uh, not. I hope not. <laughs> we are both Trinidadian. We're both Caribbean by descent. She has a little bit more mix in her pot, but we're both uh, Trinidadian by descent, by maternal parentage. And... Um, by waistline. So, regardless, <laughs> um, we just saw this thing on Instagram with... Uh, Super Blue, Fan Lions, and Bungie Garland. Such a great pick. I love these people. I mean, Fan, I don't know if you know us, but we know you and we love you. We love, love you. It's a bad couple. We heart you. And we heart you, Bungie. I have to tell you, Bungie, I really did not heart you as much until I saw you on um, Ojo. Ojo. Ojo Radio. And I, I like fell in love. You should check that out. If you don't know Bungie and you don't love him, Check him out on Ojo. The Breakfast Concert Series. You're going to love him. I mean, I totally fell in love with him that day. But regardless, um, it looked like Super Blue got some kind of award. I remember Super Blue since I'm like young. When I used to be partying, you know, he was on those D-Rugs. Yikes. <laughs> yeah, what was? But what kind of drugs was he on? Like crack, like cocaine, like the real stuff, right? Not like weed. Stuff. Not like, uh, not like what we would say. Not weed. I think he was on like. They say he has a habitual drug user. Yikes! Habitual drug users don't use weed. 
They use something a little bit stronger than that. And they said in, in Trinidad, they used to call him a piper, which is like the U.S. version of a junkie. It's a piper boy. <laughs> so anyway, they, you know, they gave him an honor. You know, not respect to Super Blue. I just have a couple questions. Like, why do you always have this scarf around your head? And I know his name is Super Blue, but why do you always have to wear this royal blue? Can we get different shades? I was so I saw Super Blue to play with. I told you that when I was going yes. through that. I was like, why? That's Super Blue. Was it was it in a yeah, first class? No, it was in first class on Jeopardy. Oh yeah, this extra leg room though. Come on, <laughs> come on, extra leg room. But she didn't know who Superboo was, so I didn't have time to get my phone out. But they gave him some award, and it's a nice picture. We we'll posted on our gram of him, Fan, and Bungie. And you know, she basically said, "My father, the legend, and my husband, the lyrical good genius." Yes, yeah, so, oh, which is. I mean, black love. We love it. That was cute. Uh, you know, another segment that we're introducing today is called Battered Brooklyn. <laughs> and the reason why it's called Battered Brooklyn is, you know, I often tell people, like, I would never leave Brooklyn. Like She'll slay in Brooklyn forever. Like, I would always live in Brooklyn. Like, I don't care if prices go skyrocket high, which we know that's already happening. That's why everybody's moving to Queens, the, sec- the bootleg Brooklyn. Um, and those that's folks always... <laughs> Brooklyn is going to move to Queens, and then Queens is going to become the new Brooklyn. Negator. They'll never become the real Brooklyn. Let's be honest. Queen Streets, like we all know, first of all, it's mad confusing. You have one block that's like 109 Place, 109 Lane, 109 Street, 109 Road, between 109 Land. It's just a whole bunch of shit in Queens, <laughs> which Brooklyn we will not deal with. We just deal with numbers and street names. That's it, very simply. But anyway, th- talking about street the names... You, you know, as much as we um, love Brooklyn, there's things that piss us off. For example, talking about streets, alternate side parking. Like, listen, I appreciate the streets being cleaned. Do they hey. even clean? Does that machine really clean? It does. It does. It does. Don't you don't know that because you just don't know. <laughs> I see the truck going down the street, and sometimes the road still got things on it. But I'm just saying. First of all, it's not to mop the streets. It's basically to get all, like, especially in the fall, there's a tremendous amount of leaves that's on the floor. And so when it comes around, it doesn't spin in. No, because then there's people that's just nasty. I ain't going to lie. You know, I came from Canarsie. Big up Canarsie. That's where I, you know, I rested my head most of my uh, my life before the whites, before the blacks started moving in. Yes. But anyways. <laughs> now she moves another year, year, year around the whites. I know. Isn't, it, isn't, it, isn't that funny? But anyways, Canarsie... I must say, the streets were always clean. Yes, we had alternate side parking, but it wasn't really necessary like that because homeowners took care of their streets. They swept in front of their house. They swept wherever it was. Everybody looked out for each other. Garbage was kept out, put together outside neatly. I ain't gonna lie. Where I'm living now, the dregs of society. They're still lingering around, lingering. I guess they're they're the the new homeowners from their, um, their lineage, their past ancestors and grandmothers has left them homes and property, and they're not as clean. And so, therefore, these bastards don't even want to move their car so that alternate side parking could happen to clean the streets. So, oftentimes, the cars are still left there. So, people, as much as I like my streets to be cleaned, it's annoying, though, to have alternate side parking two days, four days a week. On my street. Mm-hmm. Wednesday's the only reprieve that we have. Yeah, so, Yeah, but can't we just get two days? Can we think about that? Saturday and Sunday. No, two days during the week that we have streets. We don't no. need it four days a week. Well, that's why your streets are extra clean. Not where I'm living. Yeah, but hey, that's what they do around here. Alternate side parking. Mm-hmm. Battered Brooklyn. Still love it, though. That's it. that's it 
Foulcast, but I just want to let you guys stay tuned because I met someone as a follow up to this uh, buy. Are you buy or is it a lie um, episode that we have? Somebody that, you know. Podcast guest. So we shall have a podcast guest, which I think this person is very interesting. So we're looking forward to that. We're trying to line something up and we'll get back to you on that. So again, stay black, stay right. Thanks for listening. Check us out. Oh, one other thing to check out. Remember, we had talked about this festival with the beards, like women that love men that wear beards or something like that. Uh So we had talked about it before, but it's actually happening this Saturday from 3 p.m. to 9 p.m. Go on Eventbrite and get your tickets. This way you can meet your new Mr. Man. Mr. Beard. Mr. Beard. (laughs) Mr. Beard Man. (laughs) Thank you. Later. (laughs)